Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be talking tangible action that you can take in order to achieve the life you thought was only achievable after retirement. Everything you want now in life, you can have it. Will it take hard work, patience, and uncomfortable growth? You bet it will, but it will be so worth it. On this show, we will be deep diving into the topics of lifestyle design, travel, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. I myself am a global citizen and world traveler who left my home country and conventional lifestyle behind for a life of adventure and following my passions. And that's exactly what I want for you. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. This is our Digital Nomad Digest segment. So I am here with myself and my co-host, Cami, and today we are going to be chatting about the different types of digital nomad lifestyles. Everybody does digital nomading a little bit differently, so today we're going to dive into how these different lifestyles look for digital nomads. One size is definitely not fits all in this space. So, Cami, why don't you start and take it away? Yes, hello, welcome back as well. Um, I'm Cami. I'm co-hosting the podcast, as Nicole has said. I have my own podcast called The Blossom Experiment. I am originally from Brazil, and I'm also a digital nomad, <laughs> so of course, for this podcast. So I love today's topic because it goes into something that we have discussed before, which is like this idea of authentic living and just making creating the life that fits you instead of you having to fit into a life and I think that we mentioned a lot about about that like we talked about this in our previous episode in our first episode together in which both of us wanted to create a life that was unique for us and fit our own unique needs and wants and instead of like just running the rat race and going into what society wanted for us we really focused on exactly we focused on like finding this new way of living and I think that as much as you can have like the the same way that you can have this like society mode of corporate job, nine to five, get married, have a house and kids and blah, blah, blah. I think that in the digital nomad space, you also have this kind of mode, quote unquote, that sometimes when people look at it, it looks like you have to do it in one certain way. So I think that one of the ways is like the van life. I think that's very (laughs) something we see on social media. And then people are like, okay, I'm going to become a digital nomad. So I have to get myself a van um and just like road trip around or i feel like people when they listen to the word like the expression digital nomad they instantly think about people living like three months in each place or one month in each place and just like moving around a lot and i think that it's really important for us to look at being a digital nomad as another lifestyle that you have to understand how to make it fit your unique personality and your needs and your wants and your values instead of you having to fit into another mode that is not the nine to five corporate job but then it's the mode of digital nomadism you know so I think that it's a very interesting conversation for us to have for sure 
Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I 100% like I could not agree more. And I'm thinking back as you're saying all of this, I'm thinking back to my journey before I was nomadic um, and I was living in China and I was really consuming all of this content online on social media, like you said. And I totally thought there was only one way to be a digital nomad. And I feel like since then, that was like a few years back, since then it has changed a little bit, but that was really the beginning of being a digital nomad. And I saw all of these people on social who were staying in one place for a week or even less than a week sometimes or two weeks. And then they were going to a different city or a different country. And like, I was like, are you always on a plane every month like going somewhere? <laughs> You're leaving you know, a plane. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so it seemed very like fast paced. And I was like, this is the way to be a digital nomad. Um, but I think since like having been in this lifestyle and traveling full time for the last year and a half, I've really realized that it's the it's so beautiful because the beautiful thing about this lifestyle is that you can do it however you want. In the beginning of our journey, usually we would stay one place for a week. Um, I feel like we do have a somewhat short attention span sometimes uh, when it comes to like accommodation specifically. So, but now we've kind of settled in a little bit more to the lifestyle and we'll stay one place for like two, three, four weeks usually in one accommodation. And then we can move to a different accommodation in the city or go to a different city or country altogether. But I feel like it's really slowed down. I think for some people that might still be fast paced, but for us from where we started, it has changed significantly. And I think it's really just like figuring out your vibe and what you want to do and what this lifestyle looks like for you. And I feel like the first year is a very transitory phase where you're really just figuring out, did you find that as well? Or what did it look like in your journey? Yeah, totally, totally agree with you. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, um, four weeks in one place is still really fast, personally. So what I found in the beginning of my journey, like two years ago or two years and a half, was that in the beginning, I wanted to have a lot of freedom of mobility. So I wanted to go everywhere, you know, because I think that um, we have this saying in Portuguese, I feel like I always bring sayings in Portuguese, that you go with a lot of thirst to the bowl. So I, which means like when you have been constricting yourself for so long that you just want to like do it all, you know, you just want to eat the entire thing. And I think that in the beginning, maybe that happens to a lot of digital nomads, they have been not traveling and not living in this way for so long that when they actually start, they're like, oh my God, I want to visit all of the places. You know, I, I want to go everywhere. I want to be in all of the cities, all of the countries at the same time. And I was a little bit like that. And so I was just like moving around and, you know, wanting to just like, I remember this time that I was like, I don't know, in seven countries in like one month, you know, like or two months. It was crazy. I was like always on planes and everything. And at the same time that I love airports and I love planes, like I've always, since I was a kid, I've loved airplanes and, and airports for some weird reason. It's so freaking exhausting. Like it's super tiring to have to pack, like packing is like, ugh. And then going through the whole like security, blah, 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 waiting for the plane and then going on getting to the next destination, having to understand like, how do I go from here to the... Uh, to my Airbnb, what's around my Airbnb, like, until you get kind of, like, settled, you're already moving again, you know, and I remember that in the beginning, I was like, no, like, I can't do it like this, you know, like, my nervous system is already stressed enough, 
Um, especially because I think that when you're traveling all the time, at the same time that you're seeing so many different and beautiful new things, it's also really impactful for your nervous system in like a health way, you know, because you're traveling all the time, you're really like, we don't realize, but just the stress of, which is like a mini stress, but it's like the stress of like having to be somewhere on time, having to understand like where to find food, where to find shelter, you know, it's like basic survival needs that for us, our body identifies as, as a stress, as like flight or fight, like I need to survive, you know, it's like basic survival things. So that was, I started realizing after a while that that was taking so much out of my energy um, and to the point that I couldn't focus on my projects I couldn't focus on finding clients you know and like bringing more money in and like things like material things and practical things like that so at some point I was like okay I need to find my like more stability I remember there was this time that I was living in Portugal and I had my uh, the place that I was staying in like a guest house rented until like Saturday and I think it was like a Thursday and I was like I still have no idea where I'm going am I going to Milan or to stay with my friend am I going to um I think the other option was like uh Spain or something like that and or am I stay uh, am I gonna stay here and I remember being so overwhelmed by it I was like you know what fuck this like f this I don't like I can't anymore like I can't go through this anymore you know I I am going to lovingly like with a lot of love for myself I'm going to give myself the the like luxury quote-unquote to to have the stability you know so then from that point on stability started becoming something that was really important for me and so whenever I would choose an destination, I wouldn't go for less than three months like I if I knew like knowing that I would stay in a, in the same place, in the same apartment for at least three months. And it's crazy how like one month or two months will pass by so quickly. You know, you feel like you got to the new place, you blinked and you're already, it's, it's already passed. So for me, it evolved, like it changed in this way. Um, nowadays, I still am valuing a lot stability. So yeah for me like four weeks is like I would get there you know like about to rest finally oh my god I'm in my get up and pack your bags again oh my god you know but yeah I think it's really interesting because for you I think I don't know like um, it's tell me your 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 opinion or, or your answer like for you maybe staying three months in one place you might feel like constricted you know like there's something choking you oh my god that's too much I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I actually, it's so interesting. And like, I love having this conversation with you because we have such unique perspectives. And you know, there isn't a right or a wrong, but I totally resonate with everything you just said, even the negative of, you know, like sometimes, usually we do stay in a place for, I would say like a month, it's kind of become now, but after a month, we're very like, okay, what's the next place? Um, I mm. think in order to stay somewhere three months, that would have to be like somewhere where we're like, living <laughs> I mean no I'm kidding yeah. but you know um for like tax purposes I was like okay I might need to stay in like specific countries for three months um at one point when I was kind of on the journey and I was like three months like that's a long time to like commit to anywhere it's kind of like wow. a destination commitment <laughs> issue but 
I think I think how it would probably play out is we would stay in somewhere for probably two to four weeks. And then if we really loved it, and sometimes we'll do this if we really love it, then we will extend it and extend it further. Like a good example is so right now we're in this, I really like this Airbnb that we're in, in Asuncion, in Paraguay. Um, but then we are like, we don't want to leave Paraguay quite yet, but we're going to go to a city like an hour away. It's a very like tranquil, relaxing little lake town. So I feel like that is kind of how we like to switch it up where it's not too far. It's mm. like an hour away. Um, but to just kind of, so basically like my partner and I, he has a big backpack and I have a suitcase and that's all we have. So to pack everything up, I actually love packing things up because it just means I can get rid of more things. And I've always been such a minimalist. Like the more things I can get rid of, I love, which sometimes becomes a problem because I'll get rid of clothes. And I'm like, I haven't worn this piece in like a month. I'm going to get rid of it. And then like six months down the line, I'm like, oh, I wish I still had that. But I feel like that's kind of just like the no bad lifestyle is like you have to get rid of some things. And so I'm very um, conscious on what I spend my money on. A lot of things I spend my money on are experiences or things that are online, you know, having an online business. Like I love just, I could sit on my laptop for 10 hours a day. I love just being online, learning new things, running my business, like just anything online. So a lot of my money goes to either online or experiences and not to physical things or groceries, um, Mm. (laughs) delivery food. food, A lot of my money goes there as well. (laughs) Food is, yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting because in every country, you're right, there's different food. We're in a different place. I don't know what restaurants are around me to order from. I don't even know sometimes the delivery app. Like here in Paraguay, it's Pedigo, yeah. And I've never heard of that. Like that's not in any, maybe they have it in Brazil, but that's not in any other country that I've ever (laughs) been to in Colombia or Mexico. So I was just like, okay, I need to figure out this whole new app. And it's also not in my language. And, you know, we have friends. It's nice because one thing I do like about it is that we'll meet friends from all over the world in these places. And yeah, I might not see them for another year or two because we won't be back. But then I always try to connect with everyone on Instagram so I can see where they are and what they're up to. And then we connect in different places around the world, which I love. But there definitely can be struggles of this specific lifestyle of not having the same people around you and not having even, you know, the same accommodation, the same food around you, not knowing where to go. You know, my diet's pretty specific. I'm a pescatarian. I try to not eat too much gluten. So it can be pretty hard, like not eating meat in most countries. First of all, good luck. Um, And then not eating bread, also good luck. So it can be a little bit tricky Um, So I totally do feel you like it can be very overwhelming, but I also think I've gotten so used to this lifestyle now that after we've been here for three weeks now and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of ready. I've settled in, like I'm ready for the next destination. Yeah. I think it's so interesting to hear like your perspective on this as well. Um, One thing I will say that even when I stay for like over three months in a place, I'll still end up traveling somewhere and then coming back. So using this place as a base and then I will get this like each of like, ugh, I've been here for too long, like I need to go somewhere. So it's interesting because like I've been in Greece for almost one year now and I traveled always at the three month mark. So I stayed for three months, went away for two weeks, came back, um, stayed for more like three more months, went away for three weeks, came back, just went uh, stayed for three months again, so just went away for two weeks. So it's really interesting how even when I don't like I don't even plan it. I'm not like, okay, I'm just gonna stay for three months and then I'm gonna travel. it's like it just ends up like naturally happening because I have this, 
I don't know, like it's just part of me nowadays. So I always will try to go somewhere because I get like, I get bored, you know, I get like, I need to see something new, even around, like I'm, I'm living in currently in an island called Crete here in Greece. So, you know, it's like, it's not in the mainland and you know? it's not a, yeah, it's not in the mainland. So um, even around here, I'll try to like get the car and then go for like road trips and weekend getaways and things like that. So I think that even that is also a type of digital nomad in, you know, like you're living in a place, but at the same time, you're kind of like moving around, but going back to your base. And then you're also inside of the, like in the place that you're living, you're also moving around and everything. And I think it's um, just finding out what really works for you. I think that there is a specific downside and I think we also could make a podcast about this, but for me, I think the biggest downside or the thing that I most miss about this lifestyle is feeling like the place that I'm in is not mine because I'm always either like subletting or being in an Airbnb so the decorations are not mine I can't really go like why the f f so I don't know if I can <laughs> curse or not but like why would I go to like Ikea buy myself a bowl or like a you know furniture and then have to sell it after three months just to feel like it's my home. Like it's kind of useless, you know, uh, a little like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, at least for me. So you just end up feeling like you're always like at someone else's place. And I feel like that sometimes impacts my, I don't know if I would say my mental health, but impacts my sensation of feeling like I'm at home that I'm being held that I have my space in the world that I belong like you know like these deep emotional things I think that sometimes this lifestyle takes away from me I don't know if you feel that as well okay I think this is such an interesting topic I'm so happy you brought this up because <laughs> I actually feel the complete opposite so I think that oh, this wow. is going to be like really interesting dive into because so kind of rewinding a little bit um and I know I mentioned this in my intro last week but I left Canada because I didn't want you know like the mortgage the nine to five the 2.5 kids and I really also left because I realized that I could start dividend investing if I invested my money, I made dividends, and I could basically have passive income that way, but I had to geo-arbitrage my life, meaning that I had to live in a country where I was making either the same salary or more, but cost of living was so much lower. So even Shenzhen, China, which is a pretty expensive city, was a lower cost of living than Canada. So that's kind of a big reason why I left Canada and then I just never went back. Um... So for me, I have never wanted anything material. I'm, I know I said I was very minimalistic and I like being a minimalist and just having one suitcase, but that really flows over into almost every area of my life where I have no desire to own a car, own a home, um, like own, I don't know, a kid right now, like any of those things. The one thing I miss is like a pet, um, but a I can't live <laughs> I that. knew we were going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but I guess like house sitting is kind of a solution. It's not your pet. So like that is kind of the one thing I do miss. But a 
a pet isn't going to be the same as living this lifestyle for me. And I know that like, I'd much rather have this lifestyle. So for me, I actually want as few things as possible. And like, I love staying in other people's homes because I don't want the responsibility of having a home. And, you know, I know a lot of people when I was younger would say like, oh, when you grow up, you'll feel differently. It's like, I'm almost 30 this year and it hasn't changed. So it's really just my how I want my life to be and my lifestyle design of what my life looks like. I don't want to own a bunch of things. I don't want to own a couch. Like I don't want that. So I love living in other people's places that are nice and beautiful and I can rent them out for a month and be like, okay, where's next? Like, you know, let's get like a beautiful beach house with a pool. Our next place is like a really cute cabana with a pool and an outdoor barbecue and like super cute but like I'm not gonna pay that for my own house I just want to live in someone's for a month and then like kind of like hop to different places so that's my mindset on it and my partner and I talk about this a lot the only property or only thing really I think I would ever want to own is rental property um in different Mm. countries around the world but I wouldn't want to live there I just really want that for the passive income that's so interesting because while you're talking like I can resonate with parts of it as well but I can also see this like little part inside of me that's like but I want a place with my own you know like the frames that you hang in the wall and they are yours and your friends and your family and things like that like I just want that you know um, but at the same time I'm I'm like I, we I was thinking like recently of the next place that I'm moving, staying for one year, like getting a contract of one year. But then I'm like, oh, but like, I think that I want to go to Cape Town in in September, like when it starts getting summer there. Like, what am I going to do with this one year place? Like, should I just wait? Then after Cape Town, I'm like, okay, now I'm finally getting this one year contract somewhere. And then I'm like, yeah, but what about, you know, like this other destination? So it's really like conflicting inside of me because I have this part that really wants to just like settle down have a base and everything and then there's this other part that can't stay more than like three months you know I have to either go for two weeks or just go forever you know um so yeah I don't know like it's really interesting for me I feel like the dream way for me to do this but then like there needs to be a like it, 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 I, I have to make this financially possible the dream way for me would be to have a base somewhere in the world where it's like mine I don't sublet it like it's just mine it's my apartment whatever happens I can go back there it doesn't have to be my own like I bought it but like I have a contract you know um, it's my furniture like my decoration my clothes like everything is in there and then I can just travel around for three months and then go back there stay in it for one month and then go back again like that for me I think would be my dream way of doing this for now but for now I can't afford paying like two rents you know like one rent in my base place and then one rent like wherever I am in and I don't know if I would like to like rent a place and then sublet it with all of my stuff I think I would feel a little bit weird So yeah, I don't know, like, I think it's, you know, these are some of, I think it's interesting having this conversation because those are the things that digital nomads have to think about and whether this makes sense for them or not. And then what are the options that we have inside of this life, you know, because at the same time that you want so much freedom and you want to be able to like just move around, you also 
maybe have like this other side to you that also misses stability. I don't like I watch some videos on TikTok of these people buying like Amazon products for their homes. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I really wanted this, you know, mop or like this, you know, specific like this glass, like glasses and everything. I'm like, oh, I wanted to decorate my house and everything. But at the same time, then there's all of the other things that I want you to, to do. So I think it ultimately boils down to what we were mentioning in the beginning of the episode, which is what are like you understanding yourself as a unique person and then understanding what is your authentic way of digital nomading and what are your needs your wants and your values so you can create or like design your life in this aspect like this unique way for you like this personalized way for you Yeah. And I love that you bring design your life. Like I love to call it lifestyle design, but it's all really the same concept. I love that you bring that into it because it's so true. And I think your way of seeing it is so interesting of you would love to have a home base and then also travel. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds, like the digital nomad, a little bit sedentary, and then you can just go anywhere whenever you want. So like, it really is the best of both worlds. I feel like a lot of people would love that lifestyle um, because it, it is difficult, I will say sometimes to be limited to, in my case, like one suitcase. I don't, thankfully, I don't really want too many material things. Like I'm like, oh, this is a cool lamp, but like I'll never get it. And that's okay because like I'd rather travel full time. And for me, I think that's the priority is like I see something great, but then I'm like, I'd rather travel. So like it's actually not that great. Um, just kind of like on the scale of things. But um, yeah, I like that you bring it up because I think having that very intentional lifestyle design when you are creating this lifestyle is important. And I think it comes after a certain period of time. Like I think when you're very new and starting the digital nomad lifestyle, like you said, you know, you were a different place every week and like country hopping and we were the same. And so I think you kind of have to a lot of times get that out of your system almost, if that makes sense, because yeah. you have this newfound freedom and you can go anywhere. And like life is so exciting, especially if you're in like Europe or Asia or South America, like you can travel to so many countries. We were in the Balkans. We started in Istanbul and then we went to like 10 different countries all in that area because you can just take a bus or a really short plane ride. And it's amazing. Like that place will always have a special place that part of the world will always have a special place in my heart for me personally. But yeah, you really like after that kind of like burst is out of traveling and like doing all the things all the time and new place like every day, <laughs> um, you kind of like really realize what you actually want out of this lifestyle. But I think for you, it sounds like it could be really interesting to in the future figure out like what continent you like. I feel like that's also very important. I know for me and my partner both, because we did so much growing up in when we were living in China, we both lived there. I was there for four, he was there for eight years. So for us, like it's Asia. Asia is just what we know, what we love. My partner speaks Chinese. So it's like he, like that's China's very home to us. I call China my second home, um, but I've traveled all of Asia. He wants to travel more of Asia. We have always toyed with the idea of eventually like building a home in the Philippines. But now I'm just like, I don't even know if I want a home for myself. Like, I feel like I would just Airbnb it out half the time. So what's the point of building a home? I'd rather just have a rental property, but that's like a whole other can of worms. But for us, it's Asia and probably we'll end up living in Asia when we're 
um, a little bit like more settled full time. And then you have the ability to travel Asia and then like Hong Kong's a hub for everywhere in the world. So that's nice too. I think for me, it would be Europe. Like for me, it's really, it's easier, I think here, because although I'm Brazilian, I have European passports. I funnily enough, I actually have two. I have Greek, Italian, Brazilian um, passports. (laughs) So I can live here. I can like get whatever I want here, you know? So I think for me, it would be easier here, but who knows? And it's, to be honest, like where I um feel the most aligned i don't know it's really weird um but i think that one thing that i was thinking about was like when i was in asia that i was traveling around with uh first like when i first got there for for my yoga teacher training i had like a suitcase as well like a luggage and then eventually i was like okay not going back to brazil like life rock bottom blah blah blah, blah. um going to stay here and then i remember that i was like trying to travel around asia with this huge suitcase i was like you know what no like impossible and i remember that i i could like it was such an interesting story i was staying in a guest house and then i was like in this mini island like called nusa 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 limbonga never been yeah, it was, I've been no, there. it was the it's small beautiful. one close to it. It's, it's, it's a Limbongan, Nusa Limbongan. Yes, it's yes, like yes, right yes. next to it. it. So it's like the really, really small one. Um, and I remember I was staying in this guest house and I really wanted to buy a backpack, like a big backpack, because I was going to Thailand afterwards. And in Thailand, I was going to spend like two weeks just hopping around between uh, islands, like more like traveling. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this with this huge backpack. You know, it's going to be like, take it on the boat, take it off the boat and things like that. So with this huge luggage. So I was like trying to find a backpack, but I was in this tiny island. And I remember the owner of the guest house, I asked him, I was like, hey, do you know where I can buy a a backpack here? And he was like, oh, you want a backpack? Interestingly, I want to sell mine and I'll sell it for you for, I don't know how many, like... Um, Indonesian rupees but it ended up being like 20 or 30 euros like super cheap I was like oh my god yes please I went out took the money bought his backpack and it was like a 50 60 liter one it was like really good quality and everything it wasn't super pretty and cute but you know like it did the job and I remember that I ended up like I ended up like I think I gave the cleaning lady the my luggage and I was like do you want this I don't need it anymore gave it to her took the took the backpack everything fit in it I don't know how but it it worked and then I was there like going on with my you know little like little back big backpack actually and it was really helpful but at the same time like now in my life now I can't imagine traveling with a backpack I would kill myself if I had to fit everything that I have in a backpack because uh, although like I'm also just you know for the past few years I've been living with the same things but I've been here for almost one year now so I know I bought a lot of things so I'm really curious how it's gonna fit in my in my luggage in one month because in one month like, I have to leave what do you travel with do you have just like one piece of luggage do you have like the whole ensemble like what do you have now that you travel no, with? it's like just one like a backpack and a and a like and a luggage 
it like oh my but gosh good again, luck getting everything in there <laughs> yeah and then like so this has been for my time here whenever i travel like for two weeks or something like that then i take like just a carry-on with me and a backpack um and i managed to fit like everything that i need like i just went to london and lisbon london was cold lisbon was warm i was like just gonna be like the most minimalist person ever wear the same thing every day but I'm I have to make it work you know uh but yeah I don't know <sighs> my boyfriend he was like Camille you have too much stuff I don't know how you're gonna move because and I already made like this separate little bag that I'm gonna donate to something to my friends and give them some stuff and maybe sell some stuff to like some people but yeah I don't know let's we'll see that that's gonna be an interesting journey which I'm not looking forward to because I hate packing um but yeah so one thing that I was uh thinking about while you were speaking was about this idea of like defining the what is important for you in that moment and allowing yourself to evolve with that so in the beginning for me it was more like mobility to the point that I was like I'm just gonna put everything in my backpack and not care about it you know nowadays if I stay for too long just like moving around and moving from place to place and everything I actually start missing like the ability to home cook for myself you know I love cooking for myself cooking is something that is super big in my life I make myself like the most beautiful breakfast ever i love making my lunch i love making my dinner i love cooking for people like i love cooking so if i'm somewhere that i'm only eating out it it makes me this i feel disconnected from myself you know from my unique authentic self so i know that if i'm traveling somewhere i need to stay in an airbnb or somewhere that has a kitchen like i need to because i uh, I feel really bad if I don't have the access to a kitchen and I think that of course you learn those things in your travels like it's something that I learned for myself but I think that it's also super important that you have the self-knowledge and the self-awareness of what is important for you and then implementing this like merging this I, this lifestyle with who you are authentically what do you what do you feel about this you yeah, have like some things that... that you think are really important for you and um, you make sure that you always have it hmm that's a really great question i think the kitchen is important for me for different reasons um when we first started this we would basically just order out all of the time and i do not like cooking um it is one of my least favorite things to do i think Personally, I think it is a waste of time when I could be making money, I could be running my business, I could be doing so many other things to buy the groceries, to bring them home, to cook, to actually eat, to do the dishes. It's just so time consuming for me. But so we did order out a lot. Um, but now it's kind of shifted because of, well, a lot of because of my dietary <laughs> and then my partner mm. likes to cook. He is a cook. He had restaurants in China, so he likes the cooking aspect of things. Um, but for me, it's more of just like the health and I can't usually find what I want to eat to just order anymore. Um, so I kind of have to cook. Um, but for me, you know, like give me avocado toast and like an apple with peanut butter and like, I'm, I'm happy all night. Um, <laughs> that's like my level of cooking. Um, but I do think like 
now that we're kind of in this lifestyle a little bit more, like a kitchen is something that we basically always need. So we don't usually stay in hotels anymore. We used to a lot and they would have like free breakfast, which is great. Um, but then you have to eat out for the rest of the day and like buy yeah. little snacks. So we usually will do like Airbnb or some type of apartment. And we do like to have a kitchen. We do. Um, I'm just trying to think like what else? Like I feel like a kitchen. We, I personally now, because we were just in Medellin a few months ago and the bed was so small. Um, so mm -hmm. I like to have like a queen bed if possible. So I kind of actually check for that. Um, other, cause my back was starting to hurt and I had to get massages. And so I was just like, I need a good place to sleep as well. And it's interesting because we were just talking about this the other day now, because we both have calls, he is like always like live streaming or on calls and like, I'm always doing my podcast. So we like to have multiple bedrooms. Whereas before it would just be like a studio is fine, but now we like to have at least one or two bedrooms so that we can go in and actually do our own thing and like not be interrupting each other, bothering each other. Um, and then another one that my partner more so likes is a pool. If we can find a place with a pool, like so bougie, <laughs> but um, he's like, he, lo he loves the pool lifestyle. So like a pool or a hammock, but that's kind of like a bonus, but I have kind of, we have figured out together the things that we need, which is, you know, the kitchen and the bedrooms. And for me, I always look like on Airbnb, I always search and I'm like, what amenities are in the kitchen? Because I love a freaking blender, but no place will ever have a blender. It's so <laughs> rare. So actually I think we're going to go to Brazil soon. I know Brazil has Amazon. So I think I was telling you this before I'm going to order yeah. like a portable blender because like, I just need a smoothie in the morning. I could eat smoothies three meals a day and be so happy. And like, that's my level of cooking <laughs> FYI. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just need a good smoothie in my life and it's not possible in most Airbnbs. And I know a lot of other nomads have that problem with smoothies as well. Like that is not an uncommon problem, surprisingly. No, I've had that problem as well. And I, the way that I figured out was that I bought a, like a hand blender. Remember that I told you about it, that you tried and it spilled all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, it's so bad, but I think I did it the wrong way. <laughs> No, yeah, I think you 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 have to immerse it because it's called like a hand immersive blender. So, immersive but I had blender. the exact same problem because the first uh, place that I got here in Crete, they didn't have a. Oh my god, I've stayed in one in Portugal that they didn't have an oven. I it was so that hard for me because I yeah. love cooking and I I love making like sweet potato fr um like baked sweet potato fries in the oven. And like ovening the uh, veggies in the oven, like it's so quick, you know, like you just chop everything and then you throw it in the oven, and then you don't have to do anything else with it. And when I got there, I was like really happy with the place and everything. I was like looking around the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, he doesn't have an oven. And I remember that I stayed in this place, I think for two months without an oven and then eventually when I found another apartment that I shared with a roommate that I met there... Um, we had finally an oven and I remember for the first entire week everything that I could do in the oven I was doing in the oven I was like fish in the oven chicken in the oven potatoes like I bought sweet potatoes like a lot of them and everything like all of the things that I couldn't do I made sure to make them um, so it's like small things that if you have like your house you know and you're like you don't think about it because it's like default you know it's like of course quote unquote i have a blender of course quote unquote i have an 
not everyone, but like, you know, these things that like you're kind of used to. So I totally, totally get the, the blender thing and the oven for me was really, really hard. And I think it's interesting because it comes with the experience, of course. But I think there are some things like if you are listening and you are someone who's already in your digital nomad journey, I would say that um, I don't like my advice, quote unquote, would be to go into like make, maybe make li a list, you know, of like what are my wants and needs and what are my core values in my life and then uh, define like what is important for you and also what do you value in your life like freedom of, freedom of time or uh, for example like cooking for you it's not important like for me it's super important it's like my self-care you know so like this is a value that I have so I have to have um, um, a structure that, that is condis con condisive, I don't condisive with that. And I think that for you is the same. Like you have to have your structure that makes sense for your life and your values. And if you're multiple not a digital bedroom. nomad yet, yeah. sorry, the multiple bedrooms, yeah, like totally, yeah, for you, exactly, bedrooms, exactly, exactly. So it's like if he, and the it's like the lifestyle should 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 support and the structure of it should support your authentic way of being your unique person not you having to force yourself to fit into the lifestyle and i think that is so important not only as a digital nomad but in life in general because we constantly will try to mold ourselves in this weird position to fit some specific lifestyle when it's actually the opposite you know it's like for example i, I don't like uh, if you are seeing like people on tiktok you know 5 a.m wake up or whatever like we were just talking about this like 10 um some minutes ago before starting the podcast if it doesn't fit your personality like don't do it you know but then what inside of the 5 a.m morning routine makes sense for you like the meditation the journaling the exercise how can i fit those things into my day without having to force myself or fit myself inside of this constrictive way of living that is not supporting me and i think that for digital nomads is the same thing like if i am not feeling comfortable if it's not supporting me uh, jumping from one place to the other in like one week or one month then I'm not doing it like I'm giving myself the um I'm allowing myself quote-unquote like or giving myself the luxury quote-unquote of being in a place for long for like at least three months and then assessing there from there and then if I want to stay longer I will find a way to stay longer and then if I want to travel like having my place but then traveling for two weeks you know and and making it work for you and i think that if you're still not a digital nomad it's also making this list of like looking at your priorities your values your wants and needs in the life that you already have like what is working for you in the life that you currently have what are the important aspects of the life that you already have and then how can you bring those things those elements into this new lifestyle instead of having to abandon yourself and abandon all of the things that are genuinely important for you just in the sake of this lifestyle yeah, I totally, totally agree. And I, I love that you have that action item of making that list because I think that is so important. I think some of that does come with time as you travel and you realize like, oh, I, I need an oven, I need a blender. But I do think, you know, like having those things that 
are non-negotiables for you that you know are just needed in order for you to thrive. Um, For you, it's the oven. For me, it's the rooms. Like, everyone, it's different. But, and you know, like before starting this journey, I would have never thought like, oh, I need a a two or three bedroom place or a place with an office or whatever. You know, like, it's like, no, a studio is fine. It's just two people. But you don't think about these things until they come up and then they become an issue. Um, So yeah, I think a combination of like just living the lifestyle and then having that list and adding to it as you go on. But I think that is a really great way to kind of end the episode on that action item. Do you have any other things that you want to say on this topic before we end off? I think it's um, really true. Do yeah, like you do you, you know, don't get caught up in the social media comparison. This is the shoulds, quote unquote, like the shooting, you know, I should do this. This is what it should look like. I should do the camper van. If I'm staying for one year in a place, it means that I'm not a digital nomad. Like there are no rules in this world. You know, you do you, you make it work for you. And I think that when you, I don't know, I always say that like when you allow yourself to show up in your uniqueness and in your unique way of doing life or being a digital nomad, you also give that permission slip to other people, you know? So like when you talk about how you have to stay at like for one month and then you want to move away and when I can talk about having to stay for three months maybe longer this allows people to realize that it's okay whatever shape it it takes it's okay and I think that yeah I think this is my final message is like the shape doesn't matter it's all about making it work for you and not how it should look like on the outside for sure yeah absolutely yeah, I, I totally agree. I could not have said it better um, to really just figure out and be aligned. And, you know, like we talked about, figure out your lifestyle design and what that life looks like for you. And it's very easy, like you said, to be influenced on social media. But it's also important to remember that that's only a small piece of what is actually happening. Like people could be traveling a new place every week and hate it and be so depressed. You don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. So I think really just being intuitive having that lifestyle design as a goal of what you want your life to look like, but also being flexible and knowing that that can change and that's okay. If you don't reach that goal and it changes into something else, then that's also okay. And that's part of the journey. Yes. Yes. Allowing to ch- allowance of change. That is like a big thing as well. It can start off looking like something and then in the middle, it can look like something else. And then it can, you know, like just allow it to evolve with yourself as well, because it will, and that's okay. That's really important. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Great. Last words to end off on. So all of our links are down below. If you want to connect with myself or Cami, everything is down below. Check out her podcast as well, The Blossom Experiment. And we will see you next week for another episode of Digital Nomad Digest. If this episode has served you in any way, I would love it if you shared what you've learned or a part of the episode that you loved by tagging me on Instagram at nomadneeks. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that I can continue to bring you educational content, learn and grow together. Thank you for your support and see you in the next episode of the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast.